Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune into what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A rested child is a happy child. Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation, so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, sleep tight stories. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrity CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. My guests today are Latasha Brown, Southern Black Girls and Women's Consortium Visionary Founder and co-founder of Black Voters Matters, and Malika Rogers, Southern Black Girls, Southern Black Girls and Women's Consortium Executive Director. The Southern Black Girls and Women's Consortium, which is SB Southern Black Girls, is a collection of black women. I have six sisters, so I know by black women who in philanthropy, activism, and girls' work, who hold deep roots in movements and building models for success. Please welcome to Latasha Brown and Malika Rogers to Money Making Conversation Masterclass. Ladies, how are you doing? Really well. We are wonderful, and we, we are extremely blessed we are on this show with you. We want to talk about making money and moves. Well, you know, um, I, usually get the, now, now I usually get them on split screen. Why don't I have them on the split screen today? Because I want to see them at the same time now. See, now I get you one at a time. When you talk, then you pop up. When you don't talk, I don't see you. Can we, can we get that look for me? Because I want to be able to, I want to be able to stare at both of y'all and, and just That's see the right. reaction, you know. But uh, both of you guys are both uh, ladies, excuse me, are based in Atlanta, Georgia. Why? Well, Maliki, you want to start? Sure. I, my, I grew up here in Atlanta, but the work is um, the work isn't based in Atlanta. The work is uh, based all across our twelve states. We just happen to call Atlanta home, and I've called Atlanta home for. My life. Natasha, <laughs> are you a land of native too? I am not. I am an Alabama girl. I'm a deep, deep South. I'm a well, country girl. Alabama? So what part of Alabama? It ain't that many big cities in Alabama. So what little city are you from Listen, in Alabama? Listen, I am from Selma, Alabama. Mobile. Oh, yeah. I spent part of my life in Mobile on the mm-hmm. coast. And then part mm-hmm. of my life, the majority of my life, in a little city called Selma. A pretty famous city. 
mm-hmm. uh, a city, a little city called Selma, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Now, when I look at Malika and I look at you, Latasha, uh, I see energy. I see enthusiasm. But when you talk about the black woman, you know, uh, I, I'm working on the project and I was, I was just talking about how black women came out of slavery and then white women were complaining, but they were still were above black women because black women were considered slaves. And at the time, you know, they can be raped, they can be passed around. But and then black men were considered slaves as well. But we, but black women, I think, always had a two step, you know, because women in general were considered secondary anyway, in general. Mm-hmm. But somehow today, black women are the number one or the fastest growing entrepreneurs in America. Why is that, Latasha? Because at the end of the day, you know, it's it's my grandmother to say, what don't kill you, make you stronger. Mm-hmm. And I think because black women have literally said at this intersection of racism and sexism that we've had to find a way when it seems like there was no other way. Right. Mm-hmm. And so for many of us, entrepreneurship, many of us have created jobs, not because somebody left us an inheritance mm-hmm. or not because we got some some big money downfall. Mm-hmm. You know, some of us created a business because we had to survive. We had right. to survive for our families. We had no other income. Some of us couldn't find jobs or were discriminated from finding jobs. And so we had to use our skills and our talents um, to really be able to get us through so that we could take care and provide for our families. Many of us literally saw a gap of a need in our community. And so we were led as nurturers. We were led to literally create a business. I had a sister that came over last night who is a, is a, a nurse. She's a licensed nurse and she does IV therapy around vitamins. And she talked about how she worked for a doctor, but also that she saw the opportunity to start her own so that she could actually, it wasn't just her administering, she could actually administer information. She could share her own experience right. and she could provide that nurturing space so that we could actually be able to get this these, these, these additional vitamins. I'm saying that because I think what we see in terms of entrepreneurship, we see women. I mean, some of us go into business because we try to get, we try to make money. I mean, we all want to make money, but some was like, listen, I can use my skills instead of just making money for other people. Right. I can make money for myself. But I, but I do want to say that our approach to entrepreneurship has been very different from our white counterparts. Yes. You know, our approach to, to, to entrepreneurship really has been informed by some of the struggle in our community that we've had to create businesses because it's the irony is that while black women are the fastest growing, we have the largest numbers of entrepreneurs in the country right. in terms of percentage wise, percentage wise, we are entering college more than anybody else in the country. Right. Right. In terms of voting, we vote more than anybody in the country. So we basically, if America said that you got to go to school, get your education, start your business and and use your civic responsibility, we've done all of that. Then why is it that economically we're still at the bottom. And that actually, I think our work exposes the deficiencies and the racism and the sexism that is embedded in all of these systems. But it also really elevates how bad sisters are and how determined we are and how resilient we are. And that in the midst of it, because what we see is even when we're starting businesses, our businesses don't receive the kind of investment that other businesses receive. Mm -hmm. That when we're actually creating these opportunities, that that, that was that mother that um, started a daycare in her home, one, that daycare may may have started because she needed to have her kids and she, somebody else was like, baby, can you keep care of my baby? Mm -hmm. And somebody else needed somebody to take care of their children. And it grew out of us responding Mm -hmm. to a need in our community, not just this, Mm -hmm. not just a desire of regardless of anything, I'm just going to go make money because it's good to make money. 
right? We all want to make, I want folks to make money. This whole existence of the Southern Black Girls and Women's Consortium is for us to help get money and investment in our communities. But that cannot be at the expense of harming our communities. And sometimes we've actually seen people approach this, I'm going to make money, even if that means I'm going to sell somebody out, I'm going to step over them, I'm going to do things that are unethical. Mm -hmm. No, what we're saying is that the way that you create abundance is that when you are making money or you're creating those, you're creating to tap into the full wealth of who we are. That's our gifts. That's our talents. That's also our treasures. But when we combine that, it ain't no stopping us. Now, Malika, I'm going to tell you now, they actually uh, moved her out of Selma because she can talk. She can talk, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, you they know. Uh, I, I, I can business. see right now she is like a a, a, a two question person. You know, you ask a question, she gonna give you five minutes now. So, so, so I'm gonna squeeze a question into you, Malika, before I come back to her. Because when I come back okay. to her, it gonna be about five to ten minutes before I come back to you. <laughs> Don't feel bad, but you know this already. You know this I do. already. Don't you say that? Don't you say that? I'm learning something, right? Don't you every say that? She about to say something. something again, right? When you talk, she about to say something. Just keep smiling. <laughs> now, Malika, you set me straight early in the interview. See, I love strong black women. She said, we just not in Atlanta. We in 12 states. Okay. Yeah. Executive director. Tell us about the what the consortium is and what state and why is there that growth in those 12 states? We are uh, the Southern Black Girls and Women's Consortium at our base. We are a foundation. We invest in black girls and women in the South. Right. And we do that because there has been a gap. And excuse I might me, even call me, it a chasm. Me, right, Malika, Malika. Now, Latasha, you on the screen now. You can't be looking at your little iPad or your phone. People looking at us because you're going to be on national TV and people going to say she ain't even listening to none of y'all. So I don't want to do you wrong now. We're going to edit this little part out. So act like you care about us now that you ain't talking now. You on mute. <laughs> Look at see what she Because she talking. Because she talking. She she shut us down, Malika. She shut us no, down. I did, no, I did not. I would never shut Malika down. <laughs> my brother. But I was... I was not on the screen when I was trying to sneak and look and respond to this email. Yes, you are. I can so see you right on. now. I can see you right now. See, look at that screen. Look behind me. Y'all on that screen. Put that shot on it so she can know that she on the big screen. I see screen. it now. I see it now. There you see. You always, I fixed it. At first, y'all was solo. But I like to look at both beautiful women at the same time. I okay. love black okay. excellence, okay? Now, Malika, you set me straight. You said, I said, we just, you said, we're just not in Atlanta. We're in 12 states. Now, I, I took a step back because I knew that, but I know you're going to come so hard at the early part of the interview. Tell us about, the, about, about what exactly you guys are representing in the organization and why 12 states, because I'm sure it's growing. So at our base, the Southern Black Girls and Women's Consortium is a foundation supported to invest, created to invest in Black girls and women across the South. We are founded by Latasha Brown and four and three other women who have long histories and professional experience, professional excellence in philanthropy. They lead the Appalachian Community Foundation, the Fund for Southern Communities, and the Black Belt Community Foundation. And what they knew over their years of uh, experience is that there was a gap, I might even call it a chasm, of funding where they're out of the nearly $5 million invested in the South, Black girls and women were only receiving about one, less than 1%, wow. excuse me, receiving less than 1%. And with that piece of information, the four organizations and the leadership of Latasha and the four other leaders in this group 
So there's that's not acceptable. It's not acceptable in the face of that 50 percent of Americans who identify as black live in the South. And 50 percent of those people are black women. Mm -hmm. And so when you want to look at what we can do for our country, for our nation, for the South, we are investing here. This is smart money. Investing in black women and black girls in the South is a smart investment. So we took it on ourselves to do this work. And we are in Alabama, Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, Louisiana, North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and now East Texas. Woo! Now, Texas is my state now. You know, this Texas. I'm from Houston, Texas, so I, I claim, I claim all parts. So you have to go through uh, East Texas to get to my hometown of uh, Houston, Texas. Now, now when I went out, Latasha, you know, your 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 gift, your gift is communication. That's obviously, you know, God is giving you that bless blessing. Now, when you talk about uh, where we at in life today, because we have uh, Stacey Abrams, you're running for the governorship for the second time, that's black women. We announced mm-hmm. now so much. So at one time I could just talk about Georgia and people go, he just talking about Georgia, but now it's a naf- national referendum. And then you were tied to black voters. Tell us the important role that you're playing because what you do here does impact the entire country. Yep. So I am co-founder of an organization with Cliff Albright called Black Voters Matter Fund and Black Voters Capacity Building Institute. Mm-hmm. And it was created out of the need of, in the, in the same spirit of, of Southern Black girls. We want to get resources on the ground directly to grassroots organizations to build their capacity so that we could actually fight for power in our communities. And so we've been doing that. We work in 12 states. We put money on the ground. Uh, we actually provide support. We shift the narrative. Mm-hmm. I always say you can understand in three three buckets. We put money, it's money, it's mobilization, and it's message, right? Having a message that centers Black people, mobilizing resources and folks to go to the polls and actually putting money on the ground. And it's all centered around not elections, but how do we build power in our communities? Now, with that being said, you know, this this country really has become divided, you know, and I think Trump has played a huge role. And uh, I think that we've always kind of hidden that racial issues were and exist in this country, but now it feels like they, it's obvious. It's obvious and it's overt in a lot of ways. As a person trying to get the black electorate mobilized, what, what words of encouragement or how do you do? How do you get the black voter mobilized? You know, part of what I think that we have to do, the whole purpose of uh, white supremacy is to make you feel like you're less than. Right. And so part of what we see is we go through and we see these systems, but every single poli- every, every aspect of our lives is impacted by pu- public policy. I mean, you can't be born without a, 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 without some policy impacting your life. You can't even die and your family get the death certificate to get the insurance, right? All of that is controlled by policy. And so what we tell people is to sh- change the frame, that when folks tell us that they don't trust this system, that the system works for those who have right. resources, that there works in favor of white folks, we we say you're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. Right. We say when, when when we're telling them about why they're voting, we're saying you're not you're not voting um, because you want to get some political party in our office. What you're voting for is you're voting for yourself. 
that you have to use every until your community has everything that it needs. You have to use every single tool available to you to actually push back to reduce the harm in your community and make sure you're holding folks accountable, but also to literally be able to advance an agenda that is going to support your community. And that's real. Whether you vote or not, somebody's going to be elected. And the question is, if anybody's going to make a decision about me and my family, I need to be a part of that process. So what we tell people is we tell folks that focus on what centers you and your community and you use everything that God has given you to actually push towards that. That's why some folks have started a business with less than $5 in their checking account. There are some people that have actually taken, taken what little they had and turned that into millions. You've got to use whatever seeds you have, that seed of hope to grow the kind of trees that you want to have. And so our work in the Black community it's not about what the numbers are for folks to vote or how many people registered. It's about how are we going to use our collective power, different aspects of power, our economic power, our social power, our cultural power, and our political power in such a way that we're going to advance our community so America can be the America we desire and we deserve. Because while we're saying that it's more divided, yes, that in some ways what we're seeing is we're seeing the rise of white supremacy. But right. I would say the division has always been here, that mm -hmm. black folks have never received, that there's always been a, 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 a wealth gap within our community in terms of the half and the half nots. 61% of black people live in poverty. 68% of black women live um, are, are working um, of hourly wage jobs. All of those things have to change and shift so that we can actually have this, the resources we need in our community. We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Now let's return to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Whew, that's round two. <laughs> Malika, thank you. You know, when I, um, it says you're on a mission, the organization is to raise $100 million. Now that's a show you the money mission. And you can have passion. And I, I love, I, I always tell people I'm a marketing guru. I, I know how to marketing brands up, but you have to have an angle. You have to have a, a motivational moment to be able to get people. Because, you know, look, Trump out there, you know, he getting money left and right because he got his angle. You know, he's tapped into his base. What base have you guys tapped into? And what is your angle? And I'm not saying angle is a negative because every, every marketing, successful marketing has an angle to be able to consider that $100 million as a possibility. So there are a couple of, uh, there are a couple of foundational spaces where we, where we make sense. We've mm -hmm. tapped into the network of black women mm -hmm. that are already doing this work. Right. We have networks of hundreds of uh, organizations thousands of millions of women and girls who that who we talk to because we are actually out there trying to identify who is doing the right work, the good work, and how do we invest in that work? Mm -hmm. So our base is pretty broad across these 12 set mm -hmm. states. Mm -hmm. Our angle is exactly what I shared with you earlier, is that when you make an investment in these Black women and girls, you make an investment in this country. I'm not the first one to say but an investment in the South is an investment in this nation. An investment in a girl is an investment in this nation. You right. grow this country. And so it's not a hard message to con conceive of that this is money well spent. This is money well spent. The South is a seed of activism. When we think about all the things that have been tried to oppress people in the South, we 
absolutely simultaneously then think about all of the people in the South who said, you can't try this here. It won't work here. We're coming for you here. And this, if we want to make sure that this country has a, a series of activists and leaders who are always at the ready, an investment in girls and women makes sense. Well, you know, the, the interesting thing, because we're on the subject of money, Latasha, what exactly is the uh, Black Girls Dream Fund? The Black Girls Dream Fund is one of four funds that we've created. It is a $100 million initiative over the last next 10 years. Our goal is to raise and to give out and invest over $100 million to organizations that serve Black women and Black girls. And so what we are excited is with the Black Girls Dream Fund is that we funded, we've already provided in this spring $2.2 million to over 71 organizations that we wrote grants to. And so we will continue to do that. We have three other funds that will come online that we're launching towards the end of the year that we're super, super excited about. But the whole purpose of that fund is to invest in those organizations that are working and center Black girls and women and so to help them to build their capacity. We believe that if they are stronger, then the movement to actually change um, um, change the conditions of Black girls will be stronger. It's a way for us to build out the ecosystem of support for Black women and girls. Wow. I, I really appreciate that. My, I have a daughter, you know, and so I always am motivated by women who push the narrative. And that's what you're doing. Because sometimes you, not not sometimes, you can never sit back. Because you sit back, you're just going to get passed up. And I, that, that is the number one thing I get from my conversation is that, because uh, I definitely want to invite you to my WCLK show that I'll do on Tuesday, because I just, I, I want to be, like I say, you, we all can contribute in different ways. And mine, right. I have a newsletter, I have social media, I have a radio show. This is just an extension, but y'all, y'all dominating in Georgia. I got to let the Georgia people know, you know, I, it's all right <laughs> for them to know you're in Milwaukee and Chicago and D.C., but we, we need to lock this down in, in, uh, in Atlanta. So we're going to get y'all scheduled. Right. And then let me, let me say this too, that many of us, all of us who are working on this have come out of our pockets. Right. And so there is, while the, the large, necess, the large foundations and corporations, we in Invest them. We want to have more corporate partners, Absolutely. but we want individual. If it's five dollars, if it's two dollars, you don't know how much it means to us to be able to get those small donations because sometimes that's the message that says we believe in you. We believe that we can do this. We can take care of us. And so, people who want to donate to us, they can text us. They can text Black Girls. Black girl to 66866. That's Black girl to 66866. They'll get a donation. Um, a donation link. Send us $5, $10, yeah. $100, $1 million. Absolutely. But literally, those donations are the donations that send us affirmations that you're in this movement with us and you believe in us. Well, you know, that's what people think, Malika. They think that they, you know, uh, you know, Trump not getting up to $250 million. He getting $5, $1, $10, $100, $20. And so we as donors need to understand it's not how much, it's how much, but doing something. And a dollar adds up to another dollar. And then all of a sudden, the momentum grabs and it galvanizes the organization. And guess what? You can start bragging about your dream of possibly coming true. Now, you have another, you have another, this, this bus tour. That's why I'm going to come back to you. You know, this bus tour in the South. You know, first of all, when it, when, a, lot, a lot of people don't know the South is just beautiful to me. It's a beautiful culture. It's a beautiful food. It's beautiful people, beautiful music. So when you start talking about, I get a little jealous. Is this just for, for young ladies, this bus tour? 
It's a family affair. Okay, now, cool. without question, it is the prettiest, pinkest bust in America. I ain't, my color ain't going to stop me now. That, I, love, I, I grew up with six sisters, like I told you. So pink been all in my life a long time, okay? Well, good, because this is more pink than you can shake a stick at. So we are definitely, it is, but it's a family affair. Everybody is welcome. I bought my eight-year-old son this weekend, and we kicked off the tour in Atlanta. We're heading to Elaine, Arkansas, and Little Rock this, this coming weekend. So absolutely, everyone is welcome. And what we wanted was to give families, but young girls and young women in particular, a journey to joy. So they get a little passport and they get a chance to visit the journey to to joy and the journey to fun and the journey to STEM and the cosmetic chemistry. They get a chance to experience as many things as we can put together Mm -hmm. for them on this tour. And I'll tell you that we had more than 300 girls and women in Atlanta that didn't want to leave. We actually had to tell them the event was over. It's an incredible experience. It is an incredible experience. And because we've all been away from each other for two years, Mm -hmm. this is the perfect way to give ourselves a moment to smile at each other, to recognize the fact that joy is restorative, to take some time to actually share stories with each other because our mental health and self-care is important. This is an important event. It's a lot of fun, but it actually does help restore our souls. Absolutely. So it started Saturday, August 20th, and it ends September 17th. Why that window? Why why that particular window of travel for the tour? So September 16th is actually the, um, if you would remember, and those of us who are history buffs may remember that Mm -hmm. that is the um, commemoration of the bombing at the 16th Street Baptist Church with the four little girls. Mm -hmm. And so we always try to make sure that at Southern Black Girls and Women's Consortium, we take a moment to mark that that moment in our lives um, to make sure that we remember those young women remember their sacrifice, and remember that Black girls have been giving to social justice movements for years mm-hmm. and that the, their lives were not in vain. So that date is August, it started August 20th, but it ends September 16th. September 17th. So, but 16th. I was just mentioning this. Yeah, okay, cool. September okay, 17th. Cool. And we are know, ending I want to know if they gave me some bad that. information, Malika. I, said, I, I think um, I'm reading 17th there, but I've got to come back no, and correct right. publicly. You got it right. I, I was just, I was speaking specifically to the date. Oh, okay, but, cool. Let me get like, I got to close the ending. show with the mouth. The wonderful. <laughs> the articulate. Straight out of Selma. You know, visionary. Founder. Co-founder. She got two co-founders she got on my show here. The one and only, Latasha Brown. You started this, and then you said three other ladies had the same vision. You brought on Malika's doing a wonderful job as the executive director. What is the ultimate goal? Because it ain't something going to happen in a year. This is a journey. This is a legacy campaign you've created here. Like I can believe that what Dr. Martin Luther King created is a legacy campaign because we're always going to continue to fight. We're always going to have obstacles. We know we have obstacles. How will we be able to come overcome it with your organization? So, you know, I am really clear that when God gives a vision, he gives the provision. This is a vision that God gave me. I was in the shower. The vision came so strong, so hard. Matter of fact, I had a whole nother job mm-hmm. that I jumped out of the shower mm-hmm. and created um, and started writing down what was coming to me at the time. Right. And so it, it, I, I'm raising that because I think part of what we also um, don't do enough of is tapping into our spiritual gifts mm-hmm. and know that literally if we follow and we're in alignment 
alignment with that, we can create the vision that God gives us. Mm -hmm. And the vision for me wasn't about the organization. It wasn't about the money. It was how to create that, that I was so excited that God would tap me as one of his many, many people that Mm -hmm. we could have the audacity to believe that we could create the kind of environment Mm -hmm. that could be that people women and girls to feel healthy and whole, Mm -hmm. that we could actually stand in the space of abundance, that our abundance wasn't determined by the stock market, ain't determined about by a check amount, but my abundance is what God has given me and put in me, that we could actually create, we could use our innovation to actually address some of the problems, that Mm -hmm. we didn't need anybody to come in and look at us as victims, but in fact, we could actually share out of our abundance, our abundance of spirit, our abundance of joy, our abundance of thoughts, our abundance of creativity, and we've seen whether world has 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 actually benefited from that and has exploited that and so but what best way to do it is to lead and create a vision that literally all of us collectively could be a part of that if we change the life of a black girl i am convinced that if we change the life of a black girl we will change the world. And so that is my vision. My vision is that black girls will recognize that they are already whole and complete and there's nothing left to do, but just operate in the, in the gifts and the talents that God has given them. Well, thank you for that. Uh, you know, that's, I won't say sermon because you, you, you're, you're a talker, you're a gifted speaker. You're, you know what to say and know how to say it. But I want to add this, um, I, I on every Wednesday, my news. I have sixty six thousand fan club members receive a newsletter at ten a.m. I, if you have any banner about the tour, absolutely, we have tour, few videos, fantastic yeah, videos. That please get it to me today, so it can go out to my fan base tomorrow. I mean, ten o'clock is gone. We we like we professional over here. Not ten fifteen. I remember they were creeping one day. They they did ten fifteen. I said, "Who time y'all tell it? It's ten a.m. at this company." So please get that information today because I like to, my fans to know about it and I like to know about it because I like to surprise y'all one of them stops, okay? That'd be wonderful. Thank you so much. Y'all the Thank South. I love the South, y'all. You can't, you can't run a brother out the South, okay? And I love y'all energy. I'm, I'm a fan and, and I'm very seriously, y'all hear me on my show. I'm inviting them, Malika and Latasha over by the building. And we're going to have a down home. We're going to capture it on video, put it on TikTok, and just let everybody know. We're gonna, and we know something. We might even do a fundraiser, too. We're going to get something rolling around here. Let's get these folks okay. to know. While they watching us eat, give us a dollar. Give us a dollar. Right. long as we eat, y'all keep giving us some dollars. But more That's importantly, right. get that information so we can let everybody know about this tour nationwide. Okay? Thank you so much. God Thank bless you. you. It was Thank awesome. I, I love both of y'all. Y'all, y'all got this. Like I say, family. I, I feel like I'm talking to family. And uh, <laughs> f- when you're talking to family, you can talk to them for a long time. Because guess what? You're going to start eating. And I love to eat. <laughs> Bye, y'all. We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. You are now tuned into the Money Making Conversations Minute of Inspiration with Rashawn McDonald. Hi, I'm Rashawn McDonald from Money Making Conversation Masterclass with your daily minute of inspiration. This week, I sat down with Emmy Award winning TV and film producer, entrepreneur, executive producer of College Hill, Celebrity Edition on BET Plus, Tracy Edmonds. She talks about the importance of acknowledging our accomplishments and the power we hold. You know, the other thing that's important is to know where you came from and also feel empowered. 
you know, that you're black. You know, while it's important to know the history of slavery and the challenges and the obstacles that we've had to overcome as a race, it's also important to know the accomplishments that we've made as a race. You know, learning about all those contributions that African Americans have made really helps you feel empowered as an individual. If you want to listen to this full interview with Tracy Edmonds, it's available on moneymakingconversations.com. Now let's return to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. My next guest is Jermaine Carter, otherwise known as Jay Young, the Million Dollar Kid, MDK. He's a rapper, model, model, looks better than me, that's for sure, actor and multi-entertainer. When he is not spending time being a proud father, he is the CEO of Before I Go Hollywood, a full-service management, marketing, and entertainment company. You can catch Jermaine on tour. You can catch him on YouTube showcasing live performance with Jamie Foxx and Snoop Dogg or performing hits on stage with some of my comedy friends, Gary Owens and Country Wayne. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation Masterclass, the one and only Jermaine Carter. How you doing, sir? Hey, what's going on, boss? How you doing? I mean, first of all, that intro was... Thank you for that intro. That, that I, I started looking like, wait, who's he talking about? <laughs> Talk about you. So, um, Talk man, about you. Thank you for that intro. Um, and I'm just excited to be here. Um, mm-hmm. Done a little research on you. Really a lot of research, research on you. So just uh, excited to be a part of this this interview and everything that you guys got going on over there. The well, thank, class well, well, thank you. Know, this is about you. You know, it's about... Uh, because I try to take the interviews and just show people that you're just a regular person. God has given you a talent. And instead of running from it or instead of being afraid to step out there and be different, you are doing it. But it still comes with bumps. It still comes with excitement. It still comes with celebration. But it still is a journey. And you have not stopped dreaming. And that's what this interview is about. And so you're a young guy. You're out there. You're meeting talented people. I mentioned a lot of famous people in this in your intro. How does that correlate with what you're trying to do so you can make sure you you develop your name, your brand, Jermaine? AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. 
people that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in exactly. to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, right. which is different than empathy, yeah. right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already yeah. see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to a really good cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When your child fights sleep, it can feel like a battle you'll never win. Imagine a bedtime routine you all look forward to, where you cuddle in and let the stress of the day melt away. Welcome to Sleep Tight Stories, a calming weekly podcast that brings bedtime stories, cuddles, and comfort to families worldwide. The stories are quirky, relatable, and spark wonder without overstimulation, so listeners can fall asleep and stay asleep. Each episode is narrated by me, Cheryl McLeod, a second grade teacher, and written by my husband Clark, an eternal second grader at heart. Tune in tonight and bond over a story before drifting off to sleep. Make bedtime the sweetest part of your day. Sleep tight stories. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, well, first of all, I named my company years ago before I ever been to Hollywood. I named it Before I Go Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So that already lets you know, like, my mindset. Um, and my first album was called Now or Never. So right. that lets you know my mindset. I'm always one of those type of people that look at the glass as half full. And I'm always that type of uh, person that want to surround myself with greatness, mm-hmm. surround myself with positive people, surround myself with people that's headed in the same direction as me or people that's already there um, to the destination where I'm trying to get. So, so yeah. they become mentors in a way for you when you see them and they can tell you because one thing I love about the younger generation because a lot of y'all get raps because you know people say y'all want to take it easy y'all y'all lazy y'all don't want to work hard for it. I say y'all take advantage of technology. You know, I grew up I was born Rotary Dial telephones was out there. Okay, you born in the internet, the social media, uh, video phones. You should take advantage of that. How do you take advantage of it through social media outside of the relationship that you meet physically? Well, I, I would say with the social media thing is just that it's like the whole world is available to you. Like you said, like maybe when you were doing it, you you probably had you had to physically do everything. Right. Yes. So you, you had to go meet people at a party, probably within your city. You probably wasn't meeting people in London. You weren't right. meeting people mm-hmm. in Asia. You mm-hmm. weren't meeting people in Africa. Mm-hmm. But now, um, which is a, a huge advantage. Mm-hmm. And so anyone that's not taking advantage of that is. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you, but it is a huge advantage because now I can get on this phone like we're talking right now. Right. You're in a complete different city, complete different state, complete, you know, like somewhere completely different than me. I'm in Los Angeles right now, but somehow we're conducting this dope interview um, just based off of this phone and based off of technology. So it go the same way with creating fans, creating customers, creating anything. Um, you, you definitely have the advantage nowadays. But. With it being an advantage, it becomes a disadvantage, too, right. because at the same time, everyone's doing it. 
mm-hmm. versus if you were a hustler back in the day and you were doing something back in the day, you might have had a couple people to compete with. Right. But now with 2022, <laughs> you have the world to compete with. I hear if you. a grandma decided to pick up the phone because mm-hmm. she's want to do a rap, then she right. rapping and she could throw right. it out just like you could throw it out. Nigga, people pay attention to that quicker than they may pay attention to your stuff, you know? Because that's just I, the world I, that I really, really, you know, so I'm just tell you something, Jermaine. I, I've, I've interviewed a lot of people, but you hit it dead on the nail right there because of the fact that <laughs> time allows me, like I say, I remember when I started doing pulse parties, you know, passing out my flyers and all that. Now, fast forward today, you know, somebody posts on social media, they got followers. It's in New Zealand. It's in Canada. It's in Brazil. It's wherever right. that feed takes that brand. But that can right. be scary, too, because I just read where, you know, you know, the star of the Spider-Man series, you know, he's taking a mental break from his social media because of what he reads on a constant basis. How do you right. deal with social media? Because we're seeing more and more people, especially people of color, acknowledging the mental stress there used to be, we would never tell we had weakness. Black people would always hide that and hold that back in. But mental stress is right. a real big problem. Talk to us. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, as, as far as me, I, I try not to, like I said a little earlier, like I'm a glass half full type of person. So the, the biggest thing like with this, with social media, is mm-hmm. just knowing who you are right. and knowing what you're there for. You have to know who you are. If you don't know who you are, you, you're you going to have problems in life, period, because someone could tell you something else or someone could say you look ugly. Are you stupid? Wow. Are you you you're broke? Are you uh, like or look at you because of the color of your skin and you will feel insecure about that. Mm-hmm. But once you know who you are, you know what you represent, you know what you stand for. Then at that point. It's harder to, you know, I'm not saying it's easy because we all go through it, right? Like mm-hmm. we all want validation sometimes from other people. Right. And that's where we get stuck when we want that other person to say we look good. We want that other person to say in, in Spider-Man's case, oh, you did an amazing job on that movie or you're this or you're that. But unfortunately, success come with hate. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? And and that's just how it is. Like, no matter what it is, like, imagine, like, you could be the person that's trying to start a barbershop, you know, and and you, you, you're you going to have friends and family that don't support it or they're going to try to limit you to what you could do. They're going to try to be like, oh, I don't know. You sure you're going to do a barbershop? You know, they're not, a, like, they're not successful like that. The percentage mm-hmm. of, like, they're going to feed you different things to detour you, to, 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 to make, make you pretty much go away from what you're trying to do. And this happens all the time. So, um, you just gotta be strong-minded, know who you are and know where you're headed, know where you're going and not allow nobody to slow you down or or stop that. Yeah. I'm talking to the CEO before I, before I go Hollywood, uh, Jermaine Carter, AKA the Jay Young, the million dollar kid. You know, I said earlier, he's a rapper, he's a model, he's an actor, a multi, multi-entertainer, but more importantly, he's an entrepreneur and a businessman. And that's really where the new model is nowadays because you used to go out and people just were performers. Now we have you're an entrepreneur. What allows you to be able to be a business person? Is it because you want to understand how to uh, maximize your income and opportunities versus just being a talent? Well, with me, I've always believed that I wanted equity in anything I do. Right. Like since I was a kid, all of the people that I admired, 
Well, you know, it started as just admiring the talent, but then I started looking behind the scenes like, okay, who's involved with this? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and I saw the people that literally had the generational wealth and the people that kids, kids, kids were getting fed off of it was the <laughs> owners. The people that owned the publishing uh, with music, the people that owned businesses, that owned real estate, that owned McDonald's, that owned whatever, those were the people who were able to take care of their families for the long haul. You know, mm-hmm. and, and I always thought about it. I know and, and I love my mom. My mom took very good care of, care of me as a kid mm-hmm. and um and and everything. But I always, when I when I grew up, I had nothing and I had nothing to inherit. <laughs> you know, right, like right. I, I'm the first person that had this mindset that started from ground zero. Mm-hmm. So I didn't I don't want my kids, kids, kids to have to do that. So I have to be entrepreneur. I have to have to have equity in everything I do. I have to be able to one day um, make their life easier than mine. And I feel like that's the goal for everyone um, is to make sure that your family's life is easier than yours. That's what we're put here to do. We're put here to enjoy ourselves, put here to take care of our family and make sure that your family's life is better than yours or they have a better start. If I started at ground zero, which I did, mm-hmm. I should be able to at least uh, uh, pass my kids down ground five or ground 10. So they started at 10 instead of a zero. And that's where and that's what's been happening to the royal families and are to, to uh, uh, just different races. They've always been able to leave their kids something. Right. Whether it's a house, whether it's a little bit of money, whether it's some stocks, wh- whatever it is. They left them something, right? You know, right? And left and a brand. That's what I'm doing it for. You know, I, 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 it was interesting. My life has been interesting because I remember when I look at you being a multi-talented individual. I remember in, in uh, October 9th, nineteen ninety-one. That was a that was a day for me because I really, I, I had a talk with myself and it was motivated by my my belief and and my faith was that I asked God if He allowed me to just maximize all my talents. That I will give one hundred percent. I will not. I will not cheat the gifts. And when I see you, a model, actor, you know, rapper, you know, uh, entrepreneur, a businessman, when you look at maximizing your talents, how do you do that, Jermaine? How do you? How do you decipher and monitor and multitask all that? Not just in a daily basis, but a weekly and a monthly basis. I think. The biggest thing for me is passion. I just have a passion for it. I don't do anything that I don't love. Right. You know, like I could do, I'm pretty sure I'm one of those type of people that can do anything I want to do. Like there's nothing I can't do if I put my mind to it, but I'm not going to put my mind to everything. I'm only going to put my mind to things I genuinely love. I love music. So that's why I do it. I love uh, acting and film. That's why I do it. I love hustling. That's why I'm an entrepreneur. I just, mm-hmm. I have a passion for it. Like, that's the things that make me happy. Now, if it didn't make me happy, I, I, there's things I've tried that I was like, mm, yeah, that's not for me, uh-huh. you know? Uh-huh. But it, it wasn't the fact that I couldn't do it well. It's just, I just didn't have a passion for it. That's not what I like. I know if I don't love something, I'm not going to do it well because I'm not going to give it my all. So I feel like one of the biggest things to begin with is finding your passion. What do you love to do? Right. So if you find something that you love to do that you will do for free, although you want to make money eventually, but you will do this thing for free, it, then that's your passion. And then you wake up and you're smiling and they bring you joy and bring you happiness. That's your passion. So that's something that you will naturally excel in because you already love it to begin with. 
Now, if it's three things, then I always say, don't put your eggs in one basket. Do all three, you know, like, and see what's for you. And then maybe two of them will get weeded out and you're only doing one thing. Right. Or maybe one thing will work for you at the moment. And then you transition to the other thing. Like, right. sometimes music works for me. And then, and film's not going on. And then I, I do that. And then a film opportunity comes up. So now I'm doing film. And then I'm doing film and a modeling opportunity comes up. So now I'm going to do modeling. I'm right. going to run with the opportunity at the same time while I'm still doing everything and, and going in the right direction of, I love you know, it. my I love career it. path. I love it. I'm speaking to Jermaine Carter. How did, how did MDK, Million Dollar Kid, how did, it get, how did that become part of your brand? How did that become part of your brand? Because I love it. Well, when I when I was when I was a little kid, they used to tell me I looked like a million dollars. And, and <laughs> I so, love it. So I went from I was J, I was just Jay Young at the time, and um and I had a friend also who used to call himself the Million Dollar Man based off of Ted DiBiase, the wrestler. Right, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I kind of got that name from I was thinking of a name like an extra name, like an AKA, uh-huh. and he was like, "Man, you look like a million dollars." So instead of calling myself the Million Dollar Man. I went with the million dollar kid. Uh-huh. And then eventually I, I narrowed it down to Jay Young MDK instead of being like Jay Young, the million dollar kid. So it became MDK. Right. Well, After first that, of all, just to abbreviate that. We'll be right back with more money making conversations masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Now let's return to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. When I when I yes, throw sir. out these famous names and then, you know, you're on stage with Snoop, you're on stage with, you know, we know his career, one of the OGs of rap, you know, then you're on stage with an Oscar winner and Jamie Foxx, then you're on stage with Cartier Wayne, then you're on stage with Gary Owen. That's a lot of different people you hanging with, man. That's a lot oh, yeah. of different, you know, uh, uh, brands. How do you, oh, yeah. how do you flow like that come on Jermaine talk to us you know what's so crazy ever since ever since I was young I'm a master networker Mm -hmm. like I've mastered networking right this is what I've always tell people if Obama was in my city, somehow I would end up at the party where Obama was going to be in a section with Obama. It's just like, that's just my life. Like right. every single time it's just, you attract what, you know, you it's the energy, mm-hmm. it's the hustle, it's what you attract, you know? Um, so I, it's just always worked like that for me. I've never been afraid either. I've never been afraid. I'm the person that when I see something and people are like, oh, wait, that's Jay-Z. Don't go over there because... No, uh, that's exactly where I'm going to go. I'm going directly to what I'm trying. I'm not afraid to hear no. And that's important because people know and fear kind of marry itself, you know, because of people don't want to make that transition, don't want to because of fear of rejection, fear what people might think of them. That is a that is an incredible leap for a young person. And how do you make that leap? And then when people question you, Jay, how do you resist uh, not be falling victim to their questioning or doubts? You, Because their doubts are their doubts. Like, I believe that they go back to when you say believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, um, Tom Brady know if he throw the ball that he know how he, 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 it, this is what I would say. Not even Tom Brady. And he's a he's a goat in, in football, right? But let's go to Steph Curry, for example. Steph Curry could close his eyes and make a shot. Why? Yes. Because he put in that much work. True. He practiced that hard. It's not the game 
it's not because of the game. It's because of the practice. He know what he's, he know the hours he put in. He know the work that he put in. So by the time he get to you and he make the shot or he shoot the shot, he know it's going to go in. So he can't, he don't have time for people to be like, imagine he was very small coming out of college. People were like, he would never work in the NBA. And he ended up being a person that transformed the whole NBA to where everybody want to shoot threes. Now everybody's shooting threes from half court. And that's, that's based on the simple fact that he practiced and he practiced, he became confident and confident, you know, like you get confidence with, with, with practice, you know, you're good. So nobody else have to validate that you're going to be good. Are you going to be okay or nothing? You just, you work, keep working on yourself, put your head down, go straight. Don't worry about what people say. You know, when people say bad things about you, don't listen to them. When people say great things about you. Listen to it a little bit, but just keep working. Just keep <laughs> I love working. It. I love it. <laughs> now, now we're at 2020. You know, we got the pandemic out there. We got the George Floyd situation. But here's my man, Jay Young. In 2020, he made history. Being the first artist to release a full rap album and RB album on the same day. Now, that's what I'm talking about, how you continue <laughs> to push the limits. Now, when this idea came to you, that's what I was telling about when I'm saying that, you know, and it's not a negative statement, but people will push and go, that's crazy. Why do that? Find a line. You're trying to do too much. Because I'm sure all <laughs> those statements came at you, but you did it yeah. anyway. What did you gain by doing that? <sighs> Well, first of all, I heard that all my life when it comes to the you doing too much because I'm a, I am was an athlete first. So I played football. I played on both sides of the ball. Um, I played wide receiver. I played uh, defensive back, running back, everything. So I, I was already – I've always been used to being a slash type of player. Right, you know, like right. playing mm-hmm. on both sides. So mm-hmm. that, that helped me going into regular life mm-hmm. when it comes to doing other things. So naturally, I just love to feel challenged. Like, so – I'm, I, and I'm always thinking of what's the next thing that nobody else has done or very few have done, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that that's how, at the time, I was doing a thing called 50 Songs, 50 Weeks. That was right. when I was releasing one song every week for 50 weeks. Mm-hmm. So while dropping a lot of music, dropping weekly, I was like, man, I might as well put together a full body of work, you mm-hmm. know? And and the, 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 the beauty about the 50 Songs, 50 Weeks is you didn't know what you were going to get. Mm-hmm. I was dropping rap records. I was dropping R&B <laughs> records. You just didn't know. You had to tune in right, right, to see right. what you were going to get. Uh-huh. So so I said, you know what? Let's drop two albums. First of all, one could be R&B, one could be rap, since I'm releasing a lot of uh, both. Mm-hmm. Then I was like, wait, let's drop it on the same day, because nobody's ever done that. I mean, there, sure, there's been double albums. Like, Tupac All Eyes on Me was the first double album. Right. But it was a double rap album. It wasn't like one R&B album and one rap album, like two different genres. So yeah. I was like, okay, that would be cool. Because I'm already doing something called 50 Songs, 50 Weeks. Why not do two albums one day? Right. And that's how that happened. And the reaction was, I mean, every news outlet, everybody picked it up. And it was happening during a pandemic at the same time when a lot of people weren't really, they were signed with labels. And that go back to your independence and your equity and your ownership because I was able to decide what I wanted to do and when I wanted to do it. I didn't have to wait for a label to say, nah, it's a pandemic. Um, we're not going to allow you to drop music, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was able to, to on my own, say, I'm going to release this much music. Okay, now I'm going to drop two albums on the same day. 
okay, um, a couple <laughs> months later, I want to release another album. Right. To make right. it three albums within three months. Like, right. you know, it was just whatever we wanted to do. Gee, I'm talking to the CEO of Before I Go Hollywood. Now, now, uh, Jamie Foxx, new movie on Netflix, Day Shift. This is what we're talking about, right? Yes. Okay, Day Shift. Yes. Now, I saw it. This I saw it Saturday, okay? Loved okay. it. Loved it. And then, to my understanding, you got some music in Day Shift. Is that correct? Yes, sir. So Day Shift, first of all, if you haven't seen it, Day Shift yet, make sure you go to Netflix. And first of all, it's the number one movie on it's Netflix. It's the number one so. movie in the world. Right, Literally, right. it's 115 countries mm-hmm. is number one in right now. Oh, day, AJ, let me give, let me illustrate it. It's 190 countries. I, if I'm going to get, if we're going to talk about Jamie Foxx, let's talk about it. Uh, let's go. It's the number one. Movie on Netflix, okay? This is the second number. Was the, well, they had the number one sitcom. He had the number one movie before that. Now yeah. it's in 190 countries. My man, Jay Young, I'm interviewing him right now, balling with some music in Day Shift. If you don't just watch Day Shift, stop what you're doing right now. Snoop in it. Dope. Franco in it. It's ballers. Uh, my girl making goods, goods in it. Dog. Whoa! Uncle Snoop and that thing. You 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 gotta go see it. Um, so yeah, speaking of that, so you see this right here, BSB? Uh-huh. Actually, it's right there. So that's the name of our group, the BSB Boys. Okay. So that that consists of me, Jamie Foxx, and my guy Sam. So what we did is um during every song, I mean during every movie, Fox releases a song or he has a song on the movie. So mm-hmm. this one is called um Bud. Mm-hmm. It's called Mowing Down Vamps. So you got to check it out. Um, it's super crazy. Actually, the, vid- the video um, that Netflix is going to release some today, and right. the official video comes out tomorrow. So that's okay. Okay. Right okay. Here. I send out my newsletter goes out to my fans, 66,000, every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Can I get that video today? Oh yeah. Get you tell tell everybody get me that video so I can drop it in my newsletter tomorrow, man. I get 35% open rate. My fans open my newsletter, okay? So please okay. get that to me today. Get that because, because man, I really appreciate this interview. I, I, I love your energy and I want this relationship to continue. But I want I want to ship before it. as we close out, man, because violence is, you know, I, you know I grew up in the whole rap when it first exploded and it seemed to calm down, but now it seems like every time, at least every month or Every quarter, a young rapper is becoming a victim of senseless violence within the rap community. Mm-hmm. On stage, you know, at their house, at their apartment, in the streets. What is happening there? What am I missing? What information could you can tell me that can help me out? You know, it, it's it's so much. It's I feel like it's so much. You know, me being from Atlanta, living in Atlanta, mm-hmm. um, like I, I see it firsthand. Like mm-hmm. I'm seeing people get uh, lo- locked up. I'm seeing people get killed. I, I know friends has gotten killed. I feel like not even just music. Right now, the state that we're living in, definitely mm-hmm. in America, man, as a young black America, mm-hmm. is is just is bad. It's mm-hmm. bad, you know. Mm-hmm. Like everybody, everybody, the terminology and the raps and everybody talking about my ops, right? My ops. Mm-hmm. I have to go kill this person. No, that's not your op. Mm-hmm. But um, everybody, everybody, it's like, and and also you have to think about the record labels that's actually promoting this stuff. Yes, sir. I mean, you can't you can't say anything about 
the LGBT community or you will be canceled, but you could go, you could talk about killing the black man you, mm-hmm. and it's going to be the number one song on the radio. Right. So what is the, what message is that sending to us? And, right. and you got all these people who coming from poverty, who have nothing, mm-hmm. who, um, who, who's, who's promoting a certain lifestyle and, and getting rich off of it. But maybe it's one or two people or 10 people out of the city that got rich off. But, but mm-hmm. then it's, thousands of people that's getting killed off of it, you right, know, right. off of the same lifestyle that, that we're promoting. But it, it's just, I, I don't know with the state, cause I'm not involved in that type of stuff, but I do see it. And yeah. I just feel like the promotion of it, the promotion of it, it sounds cool, but it's real stuff. Like this is the craziest generation of music ever. I remember when, when you had like the Jay Z's and all these people talking about, it, they talked about things they used to do that right. they were, over now mm-hmm. that they weren't doing. This is a generation that's like, I, I slid on my op, I went and shot him, I killed him. And they really did it. And they're really right. doing it. At mm-hmm. the time when they're saying it, it's the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, but, and and how do we fix it? I don't know completely. I'll, I'll be lying if I said I know how to right. fix it because mm-hmm. it's been so many years of mm-hmm. gangs going at each other of this person killed that person now this person have to get revenge and that other person now they got to go get revenge and now they're back at it again it's just like it's it's crazy i don't know how it stops i don't know um well i know I, I know how it stops it stops with honest conversations you know and also with us and with us, us you know you know the answer did, first of all you know the you're, you're so articulate you're, you're very smart you you you're educating me okay you know I, I would tell you you dropped three things on me that I'm, I'm gonna take away from this so I, I feel that's a blessing from this interview but how it stops really is is a respect and being humble and being willing to walk away and that's a problem you know people don't want to walk away and then people want to issue threats and ultimatums and then people are challenging them, unfortunately challenging them with violence. And that mm-hmm. just leads us to go, why? But more importantly, you know, your career is, is, is as they say, is this way with a lot of prayer, a lot of inspiration and a lot of success tied to it. And I just want to thank you, Jermaine Carter, for taking the time to come on Money Making Conversation Masterclass, man. Thank you for having me. And obviously, this cannot be the last time. This oh, no. I, 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 seriously, man, you this. dropped three things on me, man. And I, I love you. You remind me of so many people that I, that I, you know, my life has been really cool, man, because I've, I've touched a lot of people and not really knowing how much I've impacted them along the way until mm. they tell me later on, say, Rushan, you said this and this is what happened in my life. And I heard mm. you. And I'm just letting you know, man, that you are really a super talent. And, and don't let no one tell you what you can't do. Of course, you do that anyway. But there are moments when you, people can push enough doubt on you that you can, like, not trust your natural instincts, but know that your mm-hmm. natural instincts work. Keep the positive people around you. And when you're down, brother, always know that the people like me believe in you. Okay. And send me that Man, tr- and send me that, and just send me that damn uh, video too today so I can drop into my newsletter. Okay. Let's get it. Let's All right. get it. Thank get you, it. man. So the video come video come out this week, uh live Netflix. We have the number one movie 
Please go stream it. Please check out everything we got going on. I'm Jay Young, MDK. Man, and it was pleasure, pleasure, pleasure. Money making conversation. Make sure you continue to tune in with my guy, too. I appreciate you, brother. We're going to drop this on social. My man, Million Dollar Kid, he jamming me up, man. Jay Young. <laughs> Money making conversations. <laughs> I love you, man. Stay strong. We talk soon, okay? Bye bye. <laughs> You've been listening to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rushan McDonald. Always remember to lead with your gifts. Money Making Conversations Masterclass is a presentation of 3815 Media Incorporated. You are now tuned into the Money Making Conversations Minute of Inspiration with Rashawn McDonald. Hi, I'm Rashawn McDonald from Money Making Conversations Masterclass with your daily Minute of Inspiration. Recently, I spoke with Grammy Award winning, chart topping gospel singer, actress, songwriter, producer, and businesswoman, Tamala Mann. She addressed tackling her personal issues and the importance of facing the facts and overcoming them. To me, when you learn to talk about issues and we face the facts about ourselves that, okay, you got an issue here. You know, it's like talking to myself like, you got to get this, you got to do this. That's why, that's how the Overcomer album came about, Mm -hmm. is working to overcome things and challenges that I'm facing and, and learning not to point the finger at other people, but to point the finger at yourself that you need to address, again, face facts right. about yourself. If you want to listen to this full interview with Tamla Mann, it's available on moneymakingconversation.com. <laughs>